Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidil enbiyai vel mursalin. Ve ala alihi ve ashabihi ecma'in. Allahümme salli ala seyyidina Muhammed. Ve ala ali seyyidina Muhammed. Kema salli ala İbrahim. Ve ala ali İbrahim inneke hamidun mecid. Allahümme elhimna maraşida umurina. Ve a'idna min şururi enfusina. In the beginning few pages of Surah Yasin, indication was made towards the great gift that Allah has given to the people of Iman, that is the barrier which has been placed in front of majority of men, which prevents them from seeing ahead. They cannot see into the future, they cannot see into the world of the grave, they cannot see on the plains of Qiyamah, they have not been introduced to the scenes of Jannah, into the frightening scenes of Jahannam. Neither they can see behind them into the past, that there was the Namrud and the Fir'aun of the time. But today they are quiet, they are silent. There was an Abu Jahl and an Abu Lahab. Their might and their power did not avail them the least. When they fell, they fell. There were those that went into the grave poor. There were those that went wealthy. Whether it was with wealth that they went, whether in poverty they went. The one who went believing in an Allah, his world only started with his death. As for the one who had the entire world, but death found him without Iman, he was not only going to die as a pauper, but that was going to be the beginning of a punishment which was never going to come to an end. The gift of being able to see far, had it been based on the individual capacity or the individual power of an, a person. Then Allah Tabarukta when He mentions three Anbiya alayhimussalam comes to the people of a city. And not a single person has that intellect, that ability to see the haqq, the truth of what the Nabi is calling. And a person who comes from out of the city, a simple person does not need any dawah at all. Rather he comes to give the dawah. It was an indication that this haqq, the truth of this matter is something that Almighty Allah allows to settle in the heart of who He wishes. It has to do with the matter of selection. It has to do with the matter of kindness. From the side of the servant is a crave, is a desire. But all happens from the side of Almighty Allah. Who Allah feels deserving of it, He puts it in His heart. And everything shines like the sun. And where Allah Tabarukta wishes, and Allah Tabarukta does not feel a creation of His deserving of this truth, then Allah Tabarukta puts such a barrier in front that even if He happens to sit in front of the Nabi of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then too He remains blind. Allah Tabarukta then in the next ruku explains about His signs which are so vivid, so open in the world around us and within us. But for the person whose eye of the art has opened, even if he has not studied the deep points which scientists today study, biologists, how deep they have gone into point by point. They have gone to the depths of the earth, but they could not see the creator of the earth. According to their claim, they have gone to the heights of the skies, but they cannot see a sky. 
Neither can they see the creator of the sky. And then there is that individual who hasn't traveled deep into the earth. Neither has he gone high into the skies. He hasn't dived into the far waters. From where he stands, the little water that he sees, he sees nothing but the zat of Almighty Allah and everything that points to the existence of Allah. He stands on the earth. He does not understand the nature of each plant. But from the little that he sees, it is more than sufficient for him to see the working of an Allah. Allah says, A sign for the people, a sign for mankind. But amongst them then are those that are blind. Then there are those who Allah has given the ability to see. A sign for mankind is a dead earth. We brought it alive. وَأَخْرَجْنَا مِنْهَا حَبًّا فَمِنْهُ يَأْكُلُونَ A seed which was planted in the ground. The ground was hard. The seed was weak. But suddenly Allah says, Man is now eating from that small seed. How did the seed become so big? To see to the needs of an entire family. How did so many things manage to come out from a small seed? How did the seed manage to come out from a hard earth? وَجَعَلْنَا فِيهَا جَنَّاتٍ مِّن نَخِيلٍ Now you are finding gardens, gardens of the palm tree, date orchards, وَأَعْنَاب Then there are grapes, وَفَجَّرْنَا فِيهَا مِنَ الْعُيُونِ Then there is water running through these gardens. As everything happens, everything moves, every move of every droplet, every date that falls to the ground, Every grape that is put into the mouth of an individual as the juice comes and tickles his taste buds. Everything makes indication to him. min So that man may eat of the fruits of these trees. Or he may eat from what his hand then has done with this. He has put it to use. He has now made some other dish. When that wonderful dish is brought to the mouth, Allah's Nabi taught the entire world that at that moment just take the name of Almighty Allah. Nabi said how Allah loves that individual. When he loves a morsel to his mouth, he thanks Allah. Allah says, Afala yashkurun. I am not saying to them not to eat. I am not asking to them to stay hungry. I am only asking, will you not appreciate the real meaning of shukar is to attribute to where it really came from. Subhan alladhi khalaq al-azwaja. The word in Arabic subhana means when someone is amazed at something. Allah says most amazement is for that zat. Alladhi khalaq al-azwaja kullaha. Who created all the pairs that you see in the world. Mimma tummitul ardu. In the world of plants they are pairs. Wa min anfusihim. In man, there are pears. The issue of pears in the plants is being studied in detail today. But the issue of pears in man, a man and a woman, the inclination of one for the other, how each one's body, each one's temperament, each one's nature has been designed, that it will allow it to fit with the other. It will allow it to make sabr and to tolerate the other. It will allow one to incline towards the other, carry the burden of the other. See to the needs of the other. Every time a marriage takes place, it is nothing but a sign of the doing of Almighty Allah.
When a child is born, it is nothing but a sign of the doing of Allah. When a couple are found happy, it is nothing but a sign of the doing of Allah. As a husband smiles towards his wife, they must also be one shukr to the zat of Almighty Allah. وَمِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ Where was the stay created? وَمِمَّا لَا يَعْلَمُونَ And then there are pairs in those things which you have no knowledge about. As the world progressed, or in their words progressed, then they took out different words of things that man cannot see, for which you will need an instrument that allows the normal eye to become extra powerful. They also in those things which the naked eye could not see. Scientists would then say, we have found in them they are pairs. وَمِمَّا لَا يَعْلَمُونَ From those things that you have no knowledge about. Allah says, Glory be to Allah, how He created pairs in all of this. وَآيَةٌ لَهُمُ اللَّيْلِ And then there is the sign of Almighty Allah. In the daytime you could see it all around you. You could see it with the flowers. You could see it with the plants. You could see it with the fruits. You could see it when looking at your spouse. You could see it when looking at the children around you. And then night will come where everything will become dark. Now what you would see during the the brightness of the day, now you cannot see it. Almighty Allah says, no problem. A sign for you itself is the night. Darkness itself is a sign. It was so bright. And then from that bright day, how we peeled away. And suddenly everything has now become dark. وَالشَّمْسُ تَجْرِي لِمُسْتَقَرِّ لَهَا During the day, as you observe the sun, as it moves on a cause that has been set for it, ذَلِكَ تَقْدِيرُ الْعَزِيزِ الْعَلِيمِ Indeed, this has all been the planning of a most mighty, a most knowledgeable being. وَالْقَمَرَ قَدَّرْنَاهُ manazil. Then there is the moon, for which we have set its positions. That moon will remain on its, it is either a 29 day, or it is either a 30 day, man will see the moon, he will understand a new month has started, never will the moon be late in coming, never will the moon take longer and remain extra, it will either be 29, it will either be 30, وَالْقَمَرَ قَدَّرَنَاهُ manazila. It has its stations, we have stipulated it for it, stipulated for it its stations, حَتَّى عَادَكَ الْعُرْجُونِ الْقَدِيمِ And then you see after the full moon, how it returns again, how it starts becoming smaller. The system is so perfect. Not one day has history ever seen, nor will man ever see. You will, it is not appropriate for the sun to ever catch up with the moon. Never will it happen that night will come before day. The system that we have grown into, the system that we are so used to, just because it's an automatic system, because we are finding no change in the system before Qiyamah, when the one time Allah Tabarakullah will say to the sun that as you normally rise, do not, and that sun will wait. For three days people will find no light coming to them. Children, adults, Nabi Wasallam spoke about it in the Ahadith in detail. A person who was normally Adi, habitual of waking up for the Salah of the night, the Hajjud, he will wake up, he will perform what he would normally perform. And then he would be expecting the adhan to be given. But he will now find that the adhan is not being given. He will look out and he will find it is still dark. Perhaps he will go on to his musalla, another one will go on to his bed. Allah's Nabi says, 
The person again will go and perform how much rakats are written for him, waiting for the time to now to be over. When he thinks now I have read what normally I would read, expecting the now the time for the adhan to be coming, some light to be coming in the sky, he will not find it. After a while many people will emerge from their homes, they will find themselves in the masjid, they will be discussing amongst themselves. Children will wake up, they will have become tired of sleeping, but it is still dark. A child is a child, a child will start crying, woman will become worried, this condition will remain for three days. Then Allah Tabarakullah will say to the sun, now start again as you would do. That movement of the sun against his cause, the sign of Almighty Allah, that oh man, had you thought that it just has to happen like this, nothing ever happens just like this. On every movement of the sun, it is with the permission of Almighty Allah. Of recent times, a lot of discussion has taken place, especially in what we call the scientific world. Does the sun really move? Or is it only the earth moving? There was a time in recent history that scientists dared to make their indication, to make their theory, try to push it down the throats of man that there is absolutely no movement for the sun. Many scholars at that time lifted up their pen. Some of them were extremely harsh and loudly they announced, if any believer takes the view that the sun has no movement at all, then it is nothing but kufr. Within a few years after, however, one scientist comes and he disproves the theory of his teacher. And then again they are qail. They start speaking about the movement of the sun. But that movement that they spoke about then was a very unique movement. Either they say it is going towards one star. Perhaps the name of the star is Hercules and it will continue moving in this direction. Another would come and he would say, no, it's moving in the opposite direction. Where their sun is moving to, I do not think they even know, no one else knows. But there is definitely a movement for the sun, where Allah Tabarukullah says, the sun is moving on a cause that has been set for it. Exactly the nature of the movement of the sun, as it travels, whether it moves over the earth, whether the earth is in motionless state, or it has slight motion, whether the sun moves over the earth, or it is the earth that is moving around the sun. This is a discussion that perhaps today, whoever has grown up in a school environment, whoever has entered the university, whoever has studied on that cause which has been set for what we call the modern age, that person will perhaps be surprised to even think that can such a discussion ever be made, that is it the sun that is moving over the earth because it is so obvious to all of us we can see the picture as though we have been taken into space to see it that we all understand or we have all been made to understand that it is without doubt 100% not questionable at all that it is the sun that is at the center and it is the earth and everything else which is small and it is a mighty huge sun that is at the center big and everything making tawaf of the mighty sun. Then some said the sun does move then in its direction, and others were of the view that it does not move at all. But is it really like this? Is this a discussion that has been closed and will never be allowed to be opened? Is this a discussion that has been proved with such proof that man can never question? Man has never questioned. Man should never question. 
or it is a theory like the many other theories of what we call today the modern scientists, that sometimes he has a theory and then he will do whatever he has to do to prove his theory. Because the discussion has come, a few minutes will be spared just to pass a few comments regarding this issue. That how is the connection or the relationship between the sun and the earth? A person who will make a little research into this will realize that until approximately the year 1500, meaning one, about 500 years ago, until the year about 1500, there hardly existed any major difference with regards to the fact that it was the earth that occupied the central position of the created world. It was the view at that time of the Christian, of the Jew, and of the great Muslim scholars, that it is the sun, the moon, and most of the stars that are flowing in its orbit in accordance to its duties. So it was a certain system where the earth is at the center and everything is moving around. During that time, there were many great Muslim scholars. Unfortunately, today many person thinks that science today has made great steps into what we called the world above us, the skies, and into the earth, what is below us. It was never like this here. It was Muslim scholars perhaps, and whoever will study their works, and you will need a mind to understand what they wrote. They went deep into the theories of the scientists of the before. And what modern science, what is claiming today, majority of that day was taken based upon the research of the scholars, the mighty scholars of the past. Many of them made direct 100% translation and then attributed it to themselves. And they were those that were fair, who showed that who had given the theory that this is a translation of his, and then he published it on that person's name, not on his name. But there were many liars also, who published it on his own name, did not make reference at all to where he had got it. There were scholars of the past, in today's time, what they call Al-Hazan or Al-Hazin. They call him the father of modern optics. We call him Ibn Haytham. Around 1040 perhaps was his demise. He wrote a book. Until that time, meaning 1500, there was one view that was accepted by majority. Among some people, it would be known as the view of Ptolemy, meaning the view of the earth in the center and everything moving around. Many a person feels that no one researched to see is he wrong, is he right. That is not true. Ibn Haytham himself had compiled a book. It was called Ash-Shukuk ala Bat. Ptolemy means Batlumius, doubts concerning Ptolemy. Then there was Abu Ishaq Zarkali, who passed away around 1087. There was Qutbuddin Shirazi, around 1311. There was Ibn Shatir, there was Ali and they like that there were many scholars just to understand the greatness of one of these scholars someone had written very beautifully regarding Shirazi he writes of Shirazi's works none has been published so far and none is contemplated for the near future he says the difficulty lies in the amount of labor it will take anyone to complete an edition of the voluminous work left by Shirazi each of his major works is more than 200 
densely written folios. He says, after reading Shirazi's third work, his book called Fa'al Tu Fala Talum, which has not yet been studied in any depth, he says, we understand very well, meaning why people have not made much attempts to try to get his works understood or translated. He says, when you read this book, in this book Shirazi explains, there was a certain issue that was being discussed, and there was a certain error that some in the past had made. So to try to solve this error, Shirazi says, I had constructed nine models to solve this problem. He says, only the ninth one is the correct one. The remaining eight, each one still has some fault. He then writes that the faults of the first six, in another book of his, Tuhfa, I have explained it in detail, that model number one got this fault. Model number two, which is such a unique model, it got this fault. He said, I explained the faults that are found in six. Then for the seventh and the eighth, he says, I intentionally left explaining the faults of the seventh and the eighth in order to test whether those with intelligence, whether those with intelligence will ever discover them. The person writing, he says, that the book of Shirazi itself is so difficult to understand. And then to have the author intentionally making up tricks and playing games, he says that makes it even more harder. That the person won't even understand where the fault is. Although the author is showing there is definitely some fault, but you work it out. This was the extent that they went, the depth that they went. Despite the great research by these scholars, up till the year 1550, up till the year 1550, none of them ever felt the need to change from the concept of what Ptolemy had mentioned, meaning the earth in the center, which is known as a geocentric model, that's the word. What we have today is, they call it a heliocentric model. Now the sun is in the center and everything is moving. Great scholars of the past, but not one of them found a problem in this. It was only after the emergence of the Renaissance and the Renaissance in detail we have mentioned in previous Bayanat that it was nothing but the emergence of the Shaitani power. Amazing it was that it was needed for the Renaissance to bring this theory or so to say to show an era which had continued in the world amongst the greatest scholars of the time. Not one of them were able to put their finger on one of the biggest errors they were making, where they thought the earth is in the center, nay, rather it was the sun is in the center, where they thought that the sun was moving around the earth, now it was going to be understood, not only understood, proven without doubt, but who was going to be used to understand this? Who was going to pick up the error? Who was going to prove it without doubt? It is amazing that only those people who were going to be used each one of them was a known, acclaimed Freemason. It would start with a man called Copernicus. 1543 was his demise. Then would come Galileo, Galilei, Johannes Kepler, Isaac Newton. Each one of them was put up in the world like the master of science. But there was no mastery in him. He was just portrayed so that every sentence of his, the world will say, when the master spoke, how dare can anyone ever question it? 
What did they find which was wrong, which had not been picked up for so many centuries before them? They did not have instruments to take them in space at that time. They were doing nothing but calculating. How was it that their calculation was able to show them a theory which was going to be the only, the one and only, the only proven theory for the world after and that no theory that was mentioned in the past, research in the past, that was going to be forgotten as though it never existed. A person wrote regarding this, he says many a person thinks that even today, every scientist, every doctor, every mathematician, every person who has an understanding of science, he has complete conviction of the theory that it is the sun at the center, it is the earth that is moving. He says it's not like that. He says if you go and research, you will find until today they are scientists. Alexander van Humboldt who died in 1859, who tried to formulate the known facts of the universe into a uniform conception of nature. He compiled a book called The Cosmos. In that he wrote, I have already known for a long time that we have no proof for the system of Copernicus, meaning the system that the sun is in the center, but I do not dare to be the first one to attack it. In 1960, Bernard Cohen wrote in a book of his Birth of the New Physics, There is no planetary observation by which we on earth can prove that the earth is moving in an orbit around the sun. Lincoln Barnett, who died in 1979, wrote, No physical experiment ever proved that the earth actually is in motion. Sir Fred Hoyle, who died in 2001, an astronomer, he summed it up in the following words. He said, Today we cannot say that the Copernican theory is right and the theory of Ptolemy is wrong. Science today is locked in paradigms. Every avenue is blocked by beliefs that are wrong. If you try to get anything published in a journal today, you will run up against a paradigm and the editors will turn you down. The crux of the above is contrary to what is generally understood, that the concept of the sun being in the center and the earth moving around it, where people have understood this has been already proven beyond doubt. He says, it is quite clear that even in the European world, from the beginning until today, many scholars, mathematicians, scientists and professors have voiced opinions to the contrary. However, due to the heliocentric model being a determined model of the new world order, all opposing views were unanimously shelved by the state, by the recognized education institutes of the world, by the international media, since they all operated under the very same lobby that seeks a one world order. So which theory is the correct theory, perhaps we will never find out. Or if Allah makes it that a Muslim country gets so much of strength, that it allows it to take over this entire what NASA controls. Perhaps at that time you will see many of the pictures we are shown are not true pictures at all. And many of the facts which have been regarded as proven beyond doubt, has never been proven at all. And if that does not happen, then perhaps on the day of Qiyamah or after, which is a time when every truth will come out, 
man will find that what knowledge has been passed from the time of the Renaissance for the last 500 years, not passed but more appropriate to say push down the minds and the throats of the masses, what the world was forced to accept, what any every university was forced, forced to think, many of these things are not such that they have definitely been proven. They have been proven without doubt. Rather many of them are a theory that was created and then the world was made to present and find evidence to prove the theory. Where they could find it loudly they would mention it. Where they could not find it they would never ever make known that I think we are walking up the wrong ladder. As for the people of Islam, the scholars of Islam of recent times, they have in a most unique manner explained that whether a person understands that it is the earth that is the, at the center and the sun that is moving over it, or whether he feels that the sun is at the center and the earth is move, moving over it, in Islam there is a door for both views, both theories, can be accommodated. There is no kufr on any one party. There is no view that he is a deviate. There were scholars that moved and inclined towards the first view. Some of them were more harsh in their wording. Some of them were more lenient. That it is nothing except that the earth is in the center. The sun is moving around it. And there were those other great scholars who showed that Quran and the Sunnah does allow for a level of interpretation which brings the sun at the center and the earth moving around. Amongst those scholars of today that we find that are still inclined, some of them in a more harsh manner and some of them slightly more lenient, but their inclination is towards the earth being at the center, the earth not moving at all, and the sun making its movement as the verse of the Quran indicates, وَالشَّمْسُ tajri. It is the sun that travels on a system that has been set for it. Amongst the scholars that we know, Sheikh Muhammad ibn Yusuf al-Kafi al-Tunsi al-Maliki, who passed away in 1250 after Hijri, around about 200 years ago, Allama Sayyid Mahmoud Alusi, the author of Ruhul Ma'ani. In Ruhul Ma'ani he wrote, under the explanation of the verse, verse 41 of Surah Fatir, Allama Alusi wrote, وَأَمَّا الْأَرْضُ فَلَا خِلَافَ بَيْنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ فِي سُكُونِهَا That regards to the earth, Amongst the Muslims, there hardly exists any difference of opinion that it is the earth that is not moving at all. Amongst our scholars from Hindustan, Murana Idris Khan Dehlawi, Rahimullah, who wrote, one was Mufti Muhammad Shafisab who wrote Ma'ariful Quran, Murana Idris Khan Dehlawi also wrote a Ma'ariful Quran. Amongst the senior khulafa of Murana Ishraf Ali Tanwi, Rahimullah, he wrote a beautiful kitab on Sirat known as Siratul Mustafa. In his Ma'ariful Quran, under the same verse of Surah Fatir, verse 41, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُمْسِكُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ أَن تَزُولَ That Allah holds the skies and the earth. He prevents it from moving. And the day he wrote, philosophers of the past would claim that the sky moves, not the earth. Present day philosophers, they even deny the existence of the sky. And they claim that it is the earth that circles the sun. Then he writes, for this claim, they have no proof. Of recent times, the great scholar of Medina, Munawwara, 
Monona Ashik Elahi Bulan Shahri, who passed away just a few years previously, he also criticized the notion that it is the sun that is move, it is the earth that is moving around the sun. Sheikh Abdul Aziz ibn Bin Baz, who is known as Bin Baz, the Mufti of Medina of Saudi Arabia of recent times, he compiled about two risalas on this topic. He was quite harsh. According to him, he said, if a person says that the sun does not move at all, I will pass a verdict of kufr upon him. He says, as for the person who says the sun does move, but the earth also is moving, and it's the earth that is moving around the sun. He says, although we will not pass a verdict of kufr, but we will say to him that this is a theory of yours which is completely wrong, which goes against much of the texts of the Quran and the Sunnah. And then in a very unique manner he wrote, he wrote that just because scientists mention to us this is proven and that is proven, he says as long as we are not given the chance to test what they have shown or what they have claimed to be proven, as long as we are not given the chance to put it to the test, until that time, he says no believer can be forced to accept what they are saying just on the basis that they are the scientists of the time. Out of what he is saying, we have found in recent history, time and again, the lies of what is called the international media and in the international world of technology and the international world of education and knowledge, time and again, the lies of this group has come out to the surface. However, because the media is under the same system, whenever a lie would come, the media would not allow it to be spread further. It would die very fast, but the lie would surface when they have lied again and again, so many a time, and when Allah's Nabi declared that before the day of Qiyamah, before the coming of the Mahdi, there will come the era of Dajjal, there will come the era where the liar will be regarded as truthful, and the one speaking the truth will be regarded as the liar. If we have found that era, then it is not far-fetched to understand that a lie which can be made so loud, can be voiced from so many sections of society, that when a person sees everyone mentioning it, he thinks that it is everyone mentioning it. He does not hear that quiet voice that speaks against it. Then there were other scholars like Allama Anwar Shah Kashmiri, Rahimullah, Allama Shabir Ahmad Usmani, Rahimullah, who showed that the verses of Quran do allow for such an interpretation that the theory of modern science can also fit in so there is no issue of kufr in this matter. There is no issue of one view is the only view. However, this was just said. It was out of the topic, but it was said for this purpose that many a time now, youngsters who are going to school, going into university, from class one, a frame of mind is created that whatever science says is 100% authentic, proven without doubt. This what I mentioned today is such a big point that has been said so loudly in the world. But if someone just heard a few of the points that I mentioned, and if a person just makes a little research, he just scratches the surface a little, he will realize even in this point, which until today majority of us would have thought, this is a point that there is no doubt at all in it. But when you will find in this itself there is so much of doubt, and at that time one should start thinking that all the other so-called facts of the modern world of education, are they really facts or is it just theories? 
And as some of those theories such, we have found certain Muslim boys and girls today being influenced by their educators in the university, having this understanding that whatever science says is factual, it is proven beyond doubt, and then they use that against the text of the Qur'an and the Sunnah. Then they ask questions that Allah's Nabi did He really say this? Because if He really said it, it cannot be true. May Allah protect us from this. The only reason why they have said such a statement, if the Nabi of Allah really said this, it can't be true. Whereas me and you would have said, if Allah's Nabi said it, then this is the truth. Even if my eye denies it, even if my senses deny it, forget whether a scientist who I know nothing about denies it. Especially when that scientist, he has his roots in nothing but Freemasonry. He is a product of the shaitan. How can I ever believe him when he says, I proved something? Did he really prove it? Or did he create a proof for what he wanted to claim? When a person goes to school, when a person goes to university, he must understand that what they are saying it is not proven at all. It is mere theories. But for each theory of his, of his, they create proof. Created proof is never a real proof. When man has a story, he will find evidence to back up his story. What they teach today is not that some machine of theirs went to a certain spot and then from that machine they looked at something and they said, what I thought till yesterday, I realized I was wrong. It was never like this. It was a theory that they first wrote and after that they created the proof to prove the theory. Such proofs has never to the normal intelligent mind ever been regarded as a proof. In that school and the university a child goes, they will have to sit with a mind which is called the criticizing mind, not the accepting mind. When an individual sits in front of Quran and Sunnah, he sits with a mind which is called an accepting mind, not a criticizing mind. If a person can put his focus, he can put himself in order, he can put his mind in the right track. In front of Quran and Sunnah, there is no criticizing, it is only accepting. And in front of the scientists of the world, who have their upbringing, who have their roots in nothing but Freemasonry, in front of them it is a criticizing mind, it is not an accepting mind. If the child has gone there for the certificate that the university is going to dish out, then there is no problem, take the certificate. But in lieu of the certificate, let it not be, may Allah save us all, that we have to lose our iman, or we allow those filthy people to put filthy thoughts and doubts into a pure mind. It is Quran and the Sunnah that is pure, and it makes the people around it pure. Everything and everything besides Quran and Sunnah, it is darkness, it is blindness, it is dirty, and it makes the people around it dirty. When they could not see Allah in the simple earth, they went deep into the earth and they came out denying the existence of Almighty Allah. They could not see Allah in the simple sky above, so they had to go beyond the sky and they came back denying the existence of a sky and denying the existence of a creator of the sky. Wherever they went, they saw nothing except that there is no Allah. Surah Yasin, this page of it says, look around you, look in the night, look in the day, look in the movement of the sun, look in the movement of the moon, look at the dead earth as it's coming to al- coming alive, 
Look at the waters. وَآيَةٌ لَهُمْ أَنَّا حَمَلَّا ذُرِّيَّتَهُمْ فِي الْفُلْكِ الْمَشْحُونَ Look at the waters. You will see how we have carried them in a ship that is full, but the ship is not sinking. وَخَلَقْنَا لَهُمْ مِنْ مِثْلِهِ مَا يَرْكَبُونَ And we will create for them other things which they will ride upon and move around so easily. When that aeroplane went into the sky, it was nothing but an indication of the verse. You might say the modern world put up that aeroplane. Allah Taala says, forget the aeroplane, even the ship that is moving on the water. Had we wished, we will take the ship to the bottoms of the water. We would drown them day and day. There will not be one scream of theirs. You will hear no sound. There will be no one to help them. When that blast took place in the high skies, when that aeroplane came tumbling to the ground, not a scream was going to be heard. There was going to be no power. The scientific world were not at all going to be able to save a single life as every aeroplane moves through the skies, as every airship moves onto the waters, as every car moves onto the land. Everything indicates to the power of one Allah, illa rahmatam minna. It is moving on its cause, solely out of the mercy of Almighty Allah. وَمَتَاعًا ilahin And to allow man to take benefit to a certain time. Why is it so much Allah has given man, but it is that one person who has been given the gift of an eye that can see. Allah allow our eye to be able to see. Allah keep us with this gift. Allah increase this gift. Allah on account of our filthy and our evil deeds, Allah always forgive us. It should not be because of our evil. That Allah makes us also blind. Many around us are blind. May Allah allow them also to start seeing. May Allah grant them also hidayah. And may Allah always increase for us our sight. Wa akhiru da'wana. Anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.